0: This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by Iron Curtain Condoms. Surplus condoms from the USSR. Tired of condoms that don't inspire confidence? So thin you aren't even sure if they are working? Iron Curtain Condoms uses only the strongest hard plastics that are forged by the people for your wiener. For sale in convenient Karl Marx 3-packs or the value saver size Soviet blocks of 100. Visit IronCurtainCondoms.com and enter promo code... Bolshevik today and receive the same deal everyone else gets all the time. Iron Curtain Condoms. Protect your dick like we protect the motherland.
1: Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Take a stroll through the spraggly
0: woods. You had no brains! Horror! Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. The new theatrical releases always get priority. But we
1: also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Uh,
0: uh. Uh. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello! Oh, wow. (laughs) And welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen. Hey! hey. He holds a PhD in spookology and myself, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare. Meow meows. Uh, You guys, we have a great episode for you today. Uh, But first, you should check us out at our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. From there, you find links to all of our social media. We have a very nice Horror Movie Talk a uh, group on Facebook where there's lots of people who are constantly discussing horror movies and we keep out all the advertisers as best we can and only advertise there ourselves. So mm-hmm. we promise you will only get, be, be hit up by us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we do post new episodes every single Wednesday. So make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple iTunes uh, podcast, Stitcher all that baloney if uh, you'd like to call into the show and leave us a voicemail and potentially make it onto the show you can do so by calling 682-253-4468 like I said we have a wonderful show for you today Um, we will be reviewing Sputnik this came out in the summer of 2020 we didn't get around to it until now we are pre-recording this episode so who knows when you're listening to it um, but uh, we'll start out by giving Sputnik a brief review and our score for the for Sputnik. We score on a scale of one to ten. One being rats and five being an average enough film that hits all the expected marks and ten being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll take, get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later in this episode, we will be doing taglines, the old favorite so sputnik is a russian movie that uh, was released like i said in july of 2020 it follows the lone survivor of a spaceship incident and is set in the 1980s to give it that that good old cold war feel so without any further ado let's get into the trailer
1: Судя по всему, на орбите произошел некий инцидент.
0: От меня что требуется?
1: Семирадов, моя фамилия. Требуется ваша консультация. Зачем они
0: меня здесь делают? Сможете объяснить? Почему от меня по-прежнему все скрывают? Мы рискуем жизнью человека, герой Советского Союза. Если герой, значит готов ко всему. В том числе и пожертвовать собой.
1: Надо было мне сразу вам все рассказать.
0: The time of our watching Sputnik, it is available to stream on Hulu. That's where you watched it too, right? Mm-hmm. So, my synopsis for Sputnik is it's the story of Konstantin Vishnikov, uh, <laughs> played by Peter, uh, or I should say, Pyotr, Pyotr. Fyodorov. Fyodorov. Yeah, Fy- it's, it's Fyodorov be who was the lone survivor of a Russian spaceship crash? His partner was inexplicably killed after the crash, but on the crash site. Strange. Hmm. Uh, Konstantin is being detained at a Soviet research facility in the great land of Kazakhstan for study, as things don't seem to be quite right with him. Um, the great land of Kazakhstan is the setting for Mm -hmm. this movie.
1: We love Kazakhstan here. Did you pull an eclipse? Um, the movie that I would assume you would.
0: No, no, no. I I thought about pulling the running of the Jews. (laughs) Um, he's laid the egg and go kill the egg. Make sure the baby Jew doesn't hatch. (laughs) (laughs) Only a Jew could get away with that. I know comedy. That's amazing. Um, the man in charge of this research facility is Colonel Semed- Semiradov, mm-hmm. uh, played by Fedor Bondarchuk. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> bondorku Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He goes in, and and the colonel goes in search of a neuroscientist to help him determine what is going on with Konstantin. He finds Tatiana Klimova, uh, played by Oskana Akim. Oksana. Oksana, Oksana Akin- and enlists her help because she seems to care deeply about the well-being of her patients, even to the point of risking her own career. As the movie progresses, we learn that Constantine isn't alone in his return to Earth, and everyone gets more Sput- Sputnik than they bargained for.
1: For the record, I think the pronunciation is Constantine. Constantine? Mm-hmm. Constantin? Mm-hmm. Constantine? Constantine. Constantine. Like Constantinople. Yeah, oh. I actually knew a, a guy named Constantine. In uh, Chamber Choir at PSU. He has the lowest voice of any person that I've ever Wow, Amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, My review for Sputnik
0: is, having seen a few teasers for this, I thought I knew what I was getting into, but I did not. This movie looks like a creature feature, and it is, but it's also a drama and a convincing one at that. As Sputnik unwound itself, I kept having to rejigger my expectations to fit what was happening. I kept asking, why is all this morality and, guilty and guilt being touted around instead of a bloodthirsty monster? Don't get me wrong. There are some bloodthirsty monster uh, scenes in there, but with a hefty helping of personal drama and good old fashioned Russian guilt. Hmm. This is not a movie for the traditional horror fan looking for a good scare. This is more of a tale of heroism, personal responsibility, and standing up to your fears for what is right. Is it a creature feature? It is in a similar way to Monsters, if you've seen that movie, from 2010.
1: Mm, Yeah, that is a really good comparison. Yeah. In the same lane. Gave me
0: strong Monsters feel. Uh, There is a monster, and it's weird, But it's one of several focal points of the movie. I had a technical critique of this version of Sputnik that I happened to watch, which was the subtitles are sometimes so blisteringly fast um, that I had to back up the movie many times to get to see what was happening and see what was said uh, at the same time. Uh, I'm not a fast reader, so one could chalk this up to my shortcomings, but I do feel (laughs) That it's worth mentioning. It sounds like you had a problem with.
1: Yeah, they were really fast Um, with me. The technical issue was that they were early. Like it was like a good like two or three seconds early from when the dialogue was spoken, which gets really confusing when two people are speaking Mm -hmm. because it has the other person's dialogue under the person speaking. I think this boils down to the fact that the
0: movie relied on Hulu's subtitles. Right. The movie did not have its own subtitles. Oh, really? Uh, n- you know, but plastered onto the screen right, for right, you right, to right. read.
1: Yeah, you had to turn on Hulu's
0: subtitles. Because this is an international uh, release, and they didn't want to just throw English subtitles on everything.
1: But yeah, they were... They were really fast, too. It was hard to to get everything.
0: Yeah, I I had to back up multiple times and and became quite annoyed uh, with it. But that being said, I enjoyed a lot of what Sputnik had to offer, and I particularly liked the way it handled personal relationships and dialogue. What I didn't love about it was its slow pacing and lack of satisfying finale to the incredible action at the end of the film. Uh, It was clear that a tremendous amount of time is devoted to um, the will they won't they aspect of this, uh, which makes for yeah. a boring middle of the film.
1: Yeah, will they won't they escape? Yeah, what are Pretty they, go- what's happening? What are yeah. they going to do? Are yeah.
0: They- yeah, they kept on alluding to what they were going to do and talking about
1: it and talking about it and talking about it. And it's like, okay, well, are you? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it kind of does go around in circles in the middle where yes. it's like you could have cut out. That escape attempt like. <laughs> right. It... right. And then and then it's a little frustrating
0: in the way that the that the facility reacts to the escape attempts. Uh-huh. It's oh. like, oh, you little scamp. But at the same time, it's strangely Russian. You know, it's like we got this. You're going to try to escape. You know, it's kind of gulaggy. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, no, you're in hell. <laughs> Of course you're going to try to escape. What, are we going to lock you down more into the middle of nowhere? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, what did you think of uh, Sputnik?
1: Um, This is, it's pretty much what I expected. Hmm. Um, it didn't really have that many surprises for me. It's a little more moody than, like, you'd expect this type of movie to be, but this is also the type of movie that I almost always skip, mm-hmm. which is, Scary alien, it's weird. So there's like, I I chalk it up to like what's that one <sighs> stuff like Splice, yeah, or or like yeah the one I can't even the the Cloverfield one in space. I the feel pa- was, the Cloverfield paradox. That's a, a Netflix exclusive. Like all these movies where they're up in the space station. It's not like sci-fi futuristic it's just literally in space and then oh some kind of amorphous liquid got into the space station it's always some amorphous liquid and they're like it's confusing what is it doing and it it borrows from alien every time and they don't do it as good yeah because alien is like okay you got like a bunch of different forms of this alien which are all interesting and these movies is like uh do black oil and then it turns into it slowly grows into an alien just like an alien it's like okay you know the you know the movie that really pays off in this genre sunshine I, I guess I mean I, I this kind of movie just doesn't do it for me did, Even have sunshine, you seen sunshine, yeah sunshine? I didn't wow same kind of thing I, I almost put sunshine in the same category as event horizon like I don't get why people love this movie so much. I really much. like Sunshine a lot. I like it a lot. I'm offended. I'm offended by you. <laughs> so, um, so what? I, do you, I give it.
0: What's your score for it's for better
1: than average for this type of film? I mm. give it a six. Mm. I, I just wasn't that excited about it. Yeah, I can totally see a six. I'm
0: about a seven on it. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, I mean, it's a fine enough film. Uh, some of the podcasts uh, that are in the same lane as us loved this movie a lot yeah and i just don't uh i don't see it it's a it's a fine movie and it's it's very interesting the the, the drama part of it
1: yeah i wonder if like foreign films
0: are but it is not scary no really no unless i get i mean there's a body horror element to it yeah that's that could really make a
1: lot of people very uncomfortable but they don't go too far with it though no they don't like they don't they don't ever really show it crawling in or out that much. Like yeah. there's one or two shots where it shows like kind of the body horror element of it, but yeah. it doesn't go too hard with yeah. it. And the alien doesn't I mean they don't do much with it. Yeah. It's like, "All right." I know. It feels we, a little wasted. We see it a couple times. It does the thing that it does a couple times and then that's it. Yeah. And the ending
0: really could have been so much more interesting. Uh the ending really
1: annoyed me. Yeah, I mean it's. There it was it's a weird twist them... thrown in at the ending that I was like, <laughs> "The fuck does this matter?" <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Yeah, yeah, we should sure The spoiler will. that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> it was almost like I don't know what it it's was. It's like uh, it's like the filmmakers went. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, you can
0: also support us by heading on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash horror movie talk or you can just go to our website click one of the links at the top says patron 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 become a patron and uh if from there you can get access to a whole another podcast that we produce every single week called the afterpod where we leave the mics rolling and um you know we sh- we really appreciate All the support that we get from our patrons, and there's a whole community of Horror Movie Talk super fans on there, and you know, I I send out thank you letters with with Horror Movie Talk stickers in them if you become a patron, so make sure to head over
1: there. Yeah, I just want to say, like, even if you're there for one month, we appreciate you so much for just... Because you don't know, like, what the impact of, like, a couple bucks does for the show. Big time. Because our sponsors that pay us to do advertisements, it's not that much compared yes, it's, to it's very little. <laughs> yeah. Like in terms of like the value that we get. Right. From people supporting us, it's the vast majority is from patrons.
0: Yes, that is absolutely true. You can also support us and rep our brand, my brand, my brand. by heading over to HorrorMovieTalk.com slash shop and from there you can buy a shirt, a red or black shirt, and I think we probably still
1: have plenty of female shirts um as mm-hmm. well as unisex mm-hmm. uh handy. Special thank you, as always, to our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. Look at that image that he created for this episode. Isn't wow. that fucking awesome? Just fantastic. Um, if you want to ask him to do art for you, he'll do that. Send him a commission by contacting him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And make your artistic dreams come true. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. And thanks again for listening, and let's get into... Spoilers!
0: Spoilers! That was not impressive. <laughs> i like to that. I sure do. Ready?
1: Spoilers! Anyway. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna
0: do so zero. my first my first note in this whole thing is the subtitles are fucking
1: fast. Holy shit! Yeah, I was I was i, I was felt, so bothered by the sp- subtitles. I'm, I, I'll say it again. Like it was so early. Like I wish I could show you how early it was because, like, uh, I couldn't even like. There should be an award
0: specifically for best subtitles because it makes the difference so
1: muchly. Right. Uh it's it's crazy. And yeah. and it's when you, the when the subtitles are strongly yeah. subtitles. There is
0: no better way to make me feel inadequate than to than to do this uh with the subtitles because I I'm just like, oh my god, I'm oh no, I'm retired. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm unable to right. I can't read good. And then sometimes like subtitles they choose the worst, smallest font down in the corner you're like because it oh, i'm so bothered by the assumption that well people have giant screens now so we can make text super small and expect them to be able to read it I'm like god damn i'm not sitting right next to the tv it's across the room yeah but and so many and people my vision's are, bad
0: and so many people are watching it on computers and when you hover between a computer you know between one screen and another right it brings up the brings up the and it yeah. pushes the
1: and then the yeah anyway yeah, so the, the subtitles yeah were super annoying
0: yeah um but we start out on an orbital spaceship in 1983 um it, th- with two uh, cosmonauts and it is clear that the commander's psychological condition is bad it's kind of a weird conversation that they have or it just may be strangely subtitled um, which is probably bad. I don't remember this part what what made you say that they said something like um. Should we tell them about the commander's condition? And one of them is the commander, uh, I think.
1: Oh no, it's a. Uh, oh, I don't think it was psychological. I mean, later it's revealed what is wrong with him. Okay, what well, go go? He has Addison's disease, which is basically cancer. He has cancer that prevents him from creating cortisol, which comes into play later in the movie.
0: Oh, I missed this entirely. Entirely.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, it seems like they're just having a fun time talking to each other, like singing songs and saying what they're going to do when they get back to Earth. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my apologies. Um, So, yeah, they're discussing what what they're going to do when they go home. But then there's like noises and shit outside the space. Well,
1: all of a sudden, like it goes into a into like a barrel roll, like an almost uncontrollable like roll. And they're like, then they pull out and like, well, that was weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go about their space business. Yeah, that's, it's an interest, and but they see something, a
0: little some sliver of mm-hmm. movement outside the window that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, and then they land in the great land of Kazakhstan, the crash land. And, uh, and, and now is when we learn that things are fucked um, because the camera kind of pans around this, the crash. And one of, one of them is, uh, has been thoroughly killed. Um, to death, uh, or at least he looks mauled in a, and, and I think he makes an appearance later in the movie, but he's actually still alive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the other one, his eyes are all black, which as we all know, when your eyes turn black, you're an alien, you're an alien. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, but we still don't, we don't, don't thoroughly know what's going on, but, but, you know, I mean, it piqued my interest right away with all this. It's like, oh, shit. OK, so obviously. And, and then the, the poster for this thing gives so much away because it's it has the alien on the poster. It mm-hmm. has the right. silhouette of the alien. And then. Yeah. And they show the alien in the trailer. Yeah. So it's I felt like I knew the whole movie. You
1: kind of assume it's going to be mostly in space with an alien in space. And it's I mean, the trailer suggests it's on Earth. It, okay. Um. But but yes, in, a, in
0: any event, you, you're like, oh, okay. So there's going to be an alien who's going to run around and attack people. And there was such a hubbub about this movie, maybe because there just wasn't very many new releases, yeah. that... I thought, wow, it's going to do something really, truly unique and different. And it kind of did. I mean, it didn't focus on the monster. It's a monster movie that's not really about a monster. Or maybe the monster is the USSR. Or maybe the monster
1: is... Maybe the monster's inside us all along. Maybe
0: you're the monster or your decisions that you... Poor decisions. Maybe Maybe I'm the monster. Maybe Maybe
1: everyone's the monster. Oh, my
0: God. Monsters. Yeah, so this... uh, And we'll get into how... kind of tackle a lot of that stuff but uh but first we're introduced to uh, a courtroom where a doctor is kind of being like court-martialed um she's being charged with negligence um and she's a doctor in neuropsychology she she did a thing to prevent a seizure that almost caused the death of one of her patients but she stands by it she and you know this is a, a stereotypical soviet you know uh like, your guilty board. Just admit uh-huh. your guilt. Uh-huh. Do the thing. We expect you to do the thing. And if you don't, you're going to be held in contempt and basically fucked anyway. So, you choose the level of fucked that you uh-huh. get. Right. Do it. Do it now. And, um and this movie brought about a lot of thoughts about my favorite miniseries of all time, Chernobyl.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, kind of undercut this movie of like, well, we already watched, like, one of the scariest, most intensely, like, existential dread movies or miniseries of the last decade in Chernobyl. And it's like, this is nothing. This, this is, is not like all the things that it's trying to comment on in terms of, like, bureaucracy. And it was done better. It was done way better way in real life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
0: If you guys have not seen the HBO miniseries Chernobyl that came out in 2018... Or no, was that 2018? Yes, yes, it was. It was 2018. You must. It is amazing. It is an amazing. Just the first episode is
1: the first two episodes. uh, I. It makes me feel an amount of dread that I've never experienced from like anything on screen. Yeah, that that uh like blue ray shooting out into the sky. I mean, how many times have you seen like? light shooting up into the sky. It's like, oh yeah, every Avengers or comic book movie is like, um, the villain has a big laser that's shooting down or up. Like right. That's all we got. Right. This is like, this actually happened. Yeah. There's this eerie blue glow in the distance and you're like, oh, that's a bunch of like extremely deadly poisonous radiation just shooting out of this space.
0: Vision is occurring constantly. <laughs> on earth
1: uh-huh. the sun is here right
0: right here over there um Look. yeah it's a, it's a crazy yeah this this made me pine f- to watch chernobyl <laughs> right yeah. because of it had a lot of the uh what do you what do you call the version of architecture i it's like ex soviet extremism or something like that it's like uh, sadness architecture um uh, <laughs> Uh this was shot in Moscow mm-hmm. in a building in a you know Oh like a, brutalist architecture Brutalist. Yeah. Thank you. Sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was uh shot almost entirely in a facility in Moscow that was a brutalist
1: uh, architecture yeah. building. Just concrete blocks with no windows.
0: Yeah, my uh I briefly went to Cal California Polytechnic University in San Luis Obispo, California. And the they A lot of their architecture there is brutalist. Yeah. Um, Got me why. I mean, it's all prison space. It's all prison architecture. It's
1: concrete. It's one of those things where it's like, it looks really cool and it deserves its place like in the world, but also like, I wouldn't really want to go there for an extended amount of time. Try living in a a brutalist piece of architecture. It is like living in a prison. I also don't think there's any man... That wouldn't love living in a concrete block. True. Actually, I've I've told you this before. I have a house idea that uh-huh. I would like to be a right. concrete block. There's like a... I think my wife knew someone in like Florida. It was somewhere in like Hurricane Alley. Mm. Where Makes their, sense, their entire house is like surrounded by concrete walls. Yeah. And so they just... Them and their neighbors just go into their house and they're perfectly safe. Like yeah. nothing could ever possibly happen them to them. Yeah. Anyways, concrete.
0: Yeah. Concrete. So, um, as she's being, uh, as she's being kind of, uh, made to admit her guilt, the Colonel shows up and he kind of subversively, he, 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 He's like, I don't believe in giving you orders or anything like mm-hmm. that, but I sure would appreciate it. I appreciate the work that you do, and I sure would appreciate it if you would come uh, assist me at this remote facility to determine, um, you know, someone's sanity or right. or their state of mind, um, because um, you know this would be in service of your country, and but more importantly, you would be able to help with the with the mental state of one of our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, of course, she agrees to go. They, um, let's see here. Uh, oh, she says, why me? And he says, because we need a professional who can save a hero. And I, mm. I like, I like kind of like the, the duty aspect of, uh-huh. of, of this movie. And it's kind of, it's kind of a mind frame that I feel like a lot of, Russian or Soviets uh, has been dr- drilled into their psyche for centuries.
1: Yeah. That's the interesting thing because it has it has two sides and you see this in Chernobyl too where it's like, yes, it's authoritarian and kind of like um, just like strong arming you into yeah. like, you have to do this. But also there's like the good aspect of like we're all in this together. Right. You know, and there and. There's an element of buy-in from everyone that's right. like, things
0: suck across the board universally, but they suck for him as bad as they suck for me. Right. And so I have a I have a, a sense of duty. And again, that is really well displayed in Chernobyl.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a really—I mean, this is probably the most interesting, kind of hard-to-put-your-finger-on relationship, is the relationship between Tatiana and Colonel Samiradov. It's like, you can't really— I mean, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention or maybe it was hard to read the subtitles, but it seemed like the colonel was like, I'm not, he's just doing what he's doing and he has his own motives. Right. But he kind of understands like why someone might not like it. Oh, they're cut from the same cloth for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, absolutely. He's doing what he thinks is best Mm -hmm. for country, Uh which is. We need a weapon. <laughs> how and to weaponize an alien? This is my job. We got to weaponize this alien, mm-hmm. and her job is to determine to save, save
1: this guy to save this guy, and that's their job for country, um, for the Netherlands! There There's a lot of mention about heroes, and especially around like cosmonauts. Like, listen, we're, we can't let this happen to our heroes. We can't let people think that something happened to the heroes. I wonder how much that was true. Like, do they really, really idolize? Cosmonauts into the eighties. I mean, I think there's an element. I don't know. I wonder how much like hero worship is part of the culture because that seemed like like real shorthand. I wonder if that's like. I think it's. I think it's. It stands true. I mean, that's probably true of any country, though. It's like you have your own heroes.
0: Yeah, but. I think it, it fits into this specifically the Soviet propaganda machine very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. You know, the propaganda machine lat needs uh, needs standout figures to prove how good it is. Right. It right. needs accomplishments. It needs to continuously make accomplishments and not only to make accomplishments, but to minimize or disappear any failings like Chernobyl? <laughs> they, yeah. they didn't even—they they didn't acknowledge anything had gone wrong right. for like a
1: year. Uh, it's not good, not bad. Yeah, it's like uh,
0: somebody in in a in a faraway country and some sort of satellite Soviet bloc satellite country had to be like, "Hey, did you notice like the radiate the the background radiation on Earth went up today? <laughs> like a lot." <laughs> What's that about? Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of part of this whole propaganda machine right. Of, right. of, yeah, we need a hero to prove how good this system
1: is. Yeah. So she's brought into kind of the fold of this, of what's happening to this cosmonaut, and she's shown him pretty quickly
0: yeah she's shown constantine basically in a safety cell that has you know uh, d- double-sided mirrors and he's in observation 24 oh yeah observation. that's that's right
1: so th- he's kind of in like psychological observation and she's trying to go in and kind of determine what's going on with him psychologically and physically and something's happening because he's not reacting the way humans do Right. Yeah. yeah, she sees
0: she sees uh Dr. Regal. There's really only four characters mm-hmm. in this movie worth noting. So there's there's uh Tatiana, mm-hmm. she's she's our protagonist. Um there's uh Constantine, he's the he's the um the man behind the uh he's the hero. He's he's the the cosmonaut. You have the Colonel, who is interested in, in the alien, and then you have Dr. Regal, who is the kind of the the other <laughs> Uh, Psychologist or neuropsychologist available that that Tatiana is kind of horning in on his territory. Yeah, he he feels strongly about that. So we see Doctor Regal interviewing uh, Constantine, and and Constantine is. Well, you see him try to hypnotize him. Trying to trying to hypnotize him, and Constantine says something to the effect of, "Oh, don't you know cosmonauts are very strong, are very strong minded, and that we can't be hypnotized." Right and uh and Dr. Regal says something to the effect of I'm going to f- fucking report you for this shit. This is intentional. Mm-hmm. You know like you're you're fucking with me intentionally. So it kind of shows that Dr. Regal is a weak man. He's he's easily yeah. he's easily sub- he's easily um uh, gotten the best of. Yeah. And uh I just like on a side note, apparently and I just read this um people who are very strong-willed are actually um better subjects for uh for hip hypnosis. Hyp- hypnosis than those who have a very weak will really
1: um, why is that because it
0: requires buy in uh, you have to be bought into the concept of being hypnotized because it's a it, it, you have to you have to uh, basically uh subconsciously agree to the contract right. of being hypnotized yeah um and i mean my dad is one of the most hard headed uh stubborn people I've ever met in my life. And he's ridiculously easy to hypnotize. Yeah. He, he got hypnotized out of cigarettes. Wow. One session. Wow. One time, never smoked a cigarette again. Had been smoking since like a fucking chimney since he was 14. Wow. Yeah. And went in one time and never, I was like, so it's been Uh like 15 years. I was like, so you ever crave a cigarette?
1: He's like, I mean, yeah, I know I do, but I can't, I couldn't think of doing one. I've always wanted to be hypnotized. I've never been hypnotized. Neither have I. Yeah. I actually have a book on hypnosis. I thought you were like, gonna say I've always wanted to do a cigarette. Uh huh. <laughs> Just like fuck it. <sighs> it's uh it's good it's it's both good and bad at the same time. I have no desire to ever smoke cigarettes. No like, desire. Ever. Cigars, I could see I could see smoking cigars. They're great. Um but yeah, I have a book on hypnosis that tells you how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. No. It's like just, a, I mean, what you see on every pop culture thing is basically it. I think the hard part Talking is Talking a steady voice and tell them what to do and, you know, just through lead them through a series of, you know, relaxation exercises, basically.
0: I'm a chicken, Marge.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: (laughs) Um, so, uh, she starts off. So Dr. Uh, or Tatiana, uh, starts off, you know, she goes, walks in, sits down with Constantine and, um, and she starts by provoking him to see what he does. Mm. Uh, and she says to him, you know, she's read a little bit on him and she knows that he had left a child Mm -hmm. uh, to go into space like he basically abandoned a child
1: I abandoned my boy I abandoned my boy abandoned my my child
0: there will be blood for Mm -hmm. you you folks um and and she does so to kind of measure to get his to get his Mm. hormonal
1: levels to to like provoke a reaction and
0: everyone's like why did you tell him so much of the truth and And then
1: he's like, like his reaction is like you hurt my feelings I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to think about my kid that I abandoned. Can you... Okay.
0: Can you fathom abandoning your kids? No. Not at all. Now... Well, this was like And it's got me thinking because
1: nobody... Nobody goes into anything being like, I'm going to abandon this fucking child. Right? The way they describe it... I'm trying to remember what the circumstances are. So, he had a girl that he didn't marry... Right. And she got pregnant. Did she? Preganonant. So he, she got pregnant with his baby. Is that right? Or did she have a baby previously? She got pregnant with his baby. Yeah, with his baby. So it is his child. Yeah. And then she died. And instead of adopting the child, which doesn't make any sense how it... Oh, because he would have to admit that it was his child. Mm. Um, He sends it to an orphanage. Right. It's kind of a dick move. Yeah. Very... And he said, in his defense, of like, oh, well, I didn't know. Which is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of these things. That I didn't we, know my wife was eight months pregnant. <laughs> I abandoned my boy. Uh, so yeah, she
0: pretty much pretty much right after this, we get to see the monster, and they bring her into the and they bring her into the facility, and they let her watch this thing come out in middle of the night, like it's like two 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 thirty in the morning. And this thing crawls out of his throat, and they got this cool they 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 the aesthetic of this movie is both a little bit uh jarring because it doesn't make sense in terms of the time nineteen eighty three They have this heat vision sort of like camera that's just watching uh that's watching him and it watch it, and you get to see the 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 warm creature crawl out of his throat. And uh, But it doesn't make sense because it's kind of early. It's 1983, and it's like, okay. And then later in the movie, she has a set of heat vision binoculars, which is like, that definitely doesn't exist uh, or didn't exist back then. But in any event, it was uh, like I didn't take too much of a, of a uh, you know, it wasn't like a, a big continuity error for me, but just because it was a cool aesthetic choice that they just went with, this, this thermal imaging sure. camera
1: thing. Yeah, I mean, I knew... Uh, I knew if I said anything about it, you'd be like, "All right, Bryce, the stickler." It's like, but honestly, that that it, technology would not exist. It like did that
0: bring it did bring me out of it, but at the same time, I was like, "But it's a cool aesthetic, yeah, and it's a, and they've already committed to it, so why not?" You yeah, know,
1: just, I don't know. I mean, I take the opposite viewpoint of like that. Night vision is so fucked out. Well, it's not night vision; it's heat vision, heat right? vision, or whatever.
0: But and and it is the version of heat vision that's real. Right, it's not the predator. Right, yeah. And no, don't get me wrong, the predator one is real as well, but it's not what you use for these long shots. This it's the grayscale one where yeah. white is hot and black is dark is yeah. uh, is cold.
1: My my brother is in the military, and he assures me that whatever they show on um, pop culture in terms of like their surveillance abilities, it's like it's. Yeah, we can do that, but it's so much high higher definition. Like you can literally see like what they ate that day yeah. from their shit.
0: Yeah, like oh, he had corn. Yeah, like um, oh man, some of the craziest some of the craziest videos are the ones from like attack helicopters at night. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, or during the day, like right. where they have these where you see little little men running out from. And then there's just chunks of white. Yeah, and then they <laughs> get blown up or shot and yeah. just explode apart crazy stuff don't watch it if you don't like
1: seeing people die which why would you so the the monster where we see it crawl out of the guy's mouth like a giant giant loogie and the monster's all the glob glow gab i love books and this
0: basement is a true treasure
1: trove I am the glob glub, glub, glub. the swabble double wabble gabble flibber blah blub. I'm full of swibble glibber kind. I am the yeast of thoughts and minds. Swabble double I love shwibble, this. Song. Double shabble, Swabble
0: double. Yeah, so you must have caught that TikTok video of that guy with the the bright the bright mouth
1: doing that song. No, but it's kind of a meme right now on TikTok. There's yeah, a couple. There's actually the guy that sang it has a TikTok account. Oh wow, he, he did it again. So. That's a that is a hard song to sing.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So it comes out. It's kind of, it's kind of got like a manta ray head. It's kind of got like a like kind of a
1: cross between like a manta ray and like a cobra.
0: Yeah, thing. and it's uh, and it's very slight and slim, and it, it there's an element of it being so small. Um, It it has to be because it basically lives in Constantine's throat and and it is and it has been determined that, well, this thing is at least in some sort of symbiosis with Constantine. Mm -hmm. He relies on it to live and it relies on him to live. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like his or or the the alien has latched on to Constantine so that it could get out of like the uh, the the being a pupa or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, it's, it's like in a safe cocoon with uh, Constantine and it wipes his, it, it is thought that it wipes his memory every night. Mm. Um, because he seems to have no recollection of whether or not this thing yeah. exists in him and it lives in his throat or in his esophagus. And it as, as its mood swings, so does his, or as it's, um, uh, biology, uh, how would you say uh, it's uh, vitals? Mm-hmm. If as its vitals go up and down, so do his, mm-hmm. even when they're separated. Right. So if this thing kills a person, and it needs to kill to live, or some or needs to feed to live, then as soon as you see it main t- get nourishment, you see Constantine his vitals improve dramatically Mm -hmm. no matter how far separated they are right so that's the basic premise of this monster is it lives within Constantine he doesn't seem to know that it exists Mm -hmm. but as the movie progresses um, Tatiana tells him this thing is in you Mm -hmm. and off the record when he's not being recorded he's like Bitch, I know this thing lives in me. But if I said that out loud to these people, then they knew that I know. Mm-hmm. And if they know that I know, then I'm never getting out of this place. And let's face it, I'm too. I am, I am this thing, and it is me. Mm-hmm. I'm all <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, and so so it is revealed that you know the monster is cognizant of itself. Mm-hmm. And so is so is Constantine, and then we, double shimble, shimble, glibble swap, glab. Thank you, and uh, and then we get into kind of this whole morality tale about uh, of what it is to be a hero. Constantine's guilt surrounding him abandoning his child. Sorry, and I'll and stop. and everybody's sense of duty. Everybody, ha- everybody in this movie has a strong sense of duty, with the exception of. Uh, Dr. Mm Regal, he's kind of, he's kind of the worm of this whole thing. And he's not that big of a worm, but he just doesn't have an allegiance that is, that is obvious because you have Tatiana who is pledged to her patient, um, Constantine, you got the colonel who's pledged to his country. And then you got Constantine who is also pledged to his country and to being a hero. And he very much enjoys Mm it the you know the benefits of being a hero cuz he refers to it all the time it seems to be the most important thing to him
1: yeah so she there there's a type of room that is in every like monster um infection movie yeah that only exists in fiction which is the concrete cell block with a full ceiling to floor uh wall to wall uh, glass panel, right? It's in every <laughs> yeah. like Star Trek, every like infection movie. It's like yeah, got to show. And, it's got to have one entire wall that's glass, and you can't have that without the monster jumping and tapping on the glass. Right? It's it's so played out. And it's yeah. like, all right, here it comes, <gasps> boogie boogie boogie, oh, dong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, if if the glass wasn't there it would it would eat me. Oh no. In
0: Star Trek it's it's a uh, force field.
1: Yeah. And so you know in reality it would just be probably like a little window, a little slit that you could kind of look mm-hmm. through and be like, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um and then uh, you know
1: I'm this movie is a
0: lot of the same thing. Yeah. In the middle of this and movie there's a lot
1: of like kind of pointless um like plotting of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to plot with Dr. Regal and we're going to escape. Oh, well now we're not going to do that. I'm going to plot with the Colonel now. No, I'm not going to, I'm going to plot with the Constantine and like everyone's plotting and everything like is just doesn't matter. Yeah, (laughs) It's like what, there's no, um, there's no real consequences for any of these times when it's discovered that they're, trying to fuck around. Right. And like the most that happens is she gets more access. Right. The colonel's like, oh yeah, well, why don't you just come down to the, come down to the, uh, you know, prison yard and, and watch the guy get murdered. Yeah. too. You, you don't have to sit in that Jeep over there with, with uh, heat vision goggles. Just come on down. It's weird. Cause it does this a lot. It, it does this with a
0: variety of things where it's like, you know, I should have been honest with, it, it, they bring her right. there. They bring her there. They're like, this is everything we got. Have at it. And And then then she discovers more. And then she discovers more. And they're like, yeah, we should have been honest with you about that. Now we're going to be honest. Here's everything. And she's like, "Okay, thanks. And then and then later on, she's like, I discovered more. And they're like, yeah, we really should have been honest with you. Let's be on the same page now. But it does that with a couple different things. It's like this is this this is a a trick that this movie does a lot. It's just it's like a little the little mechanical dog that flips. It just keeps flipping.
1: It's like, okay. I mean, the thing is, like, you don't you don't ever really feel any stakes. Like no. it, it, it never really like sells it to where it could really make it a lot more nefarious and have higher stakes for her, right? Because you never, know, I think, it kind of alludes to it, but it's never cemented that she can't escape herself, right? Like she's there for a job, and there's an ominous feeling, yeah.
0: But not no cemented stakes. You're absolutely right. Like with the thing. You know, uh, 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing. You have, well, geez, it could be anybody, mm. and and the and the stakes are death. You right. know, and here, yeah, it could be death. This thing, it, it is it is revealed that this thing, this uh, this um, alien, mm-hmm. fee, as it turns out, what it needs to feed on is cortisol, uh-huh. which is the hormone that we produce when we're afraid. Right. So when it comes out. It comes out of Constantine. <coughs> it reveals itself to people uh, intentionally, like, yeah I'm That's a... I'm right. the gub-glob-glab-glob. The gub-go-galab-galab. Glab. And uh, it reveals itself to them to invoke a response of fear, mm-hmm. and then they go, ah! And then it's like, okay, there's the hormone. Now I can eat their
1: yeah. hormone. Cuts off the top of their head and starts feasting on their brain. Mm. <laughs> and, uh... All right, so there's a scene earlier on when she like first sees the, the monster and she's like, I can communicate with it. And she goes down to talk with the monster, I guess. I don't know. Just go down there and it's right. like, um, and she has him open the window. Cause she sees that like the monster was interested in this toy or something, the spinning toy.
0: Yeah. This toy from, uh, from Constantine's childhood or something like that. Oh, is that what it was?
1: Well, it's I didn't, I didn't even know that. It's some, some, personal memento didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like she gives it this toy. She goes inside the cell and the monster's all like, Oh, this fuck. I love this fucking toy. <laughs> it like coiling around it and like mm, 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 toy. <laughs> and then she goes to touch it. Well, she, she slips and falls. Right. She and goes then, to touch it. She slips and falls. It is alerted to her presence. Well, no, she's there. She's like, It's looking at her when she comes in, but she's not afraid, I guess. right. That's the thing. So she slips and then gets afraid and then immediately tacks her foot. Right. And she gets pulled out. This is another thing that, like, I was expecting some kind of stakes from being bitten by it. It's like, no, just bit you. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. she's got to bandage it up. It's going to impregnate her with little baby. Nope. Sputnik monsters. Nope. Just. Just bit him. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of circular talk about escaping. Yeah, there's a lot of circular talk about um, about the guilt associated with your responsibilities that you've left behind, um, and doing the right thing, and 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 then we we kind of I'm I'm gonna skip ahead to mm-hmm. kind of the end of this, this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they organize an escape. Uh, she leaves uh, with uh, with Constantine, but the creature remains at the facility. So there's kind of an action scene where the thing leaves Constantine, mm-hmm. is, leaves his body, starts attacking the the guards who are shooting at it, and while uh, she, well, she makes an escape with Constantine in a car, and they start driving off mm-hmm. into the countryside.
1: She figures out that, like, oh, she can give him basically a cocktail that, that mimics Addison's disease, which is what made the other commander not a viable viable host for the alien. An expectation that if they it will make it so the alien can't stay in his body, and then if they have long enough, they can get away.
0: Right. The reason it can stay in Constantine's body is because he had a cancer that prevents him from... Being afraid, making
1: uh, no, cortisol. Vice versa. Oh. The commander a- that wasn't infected has Addison's disease. So hey. he he doesn't make cortisol, so that's why the alien can't stay in him. Uh Constantine does have that's the stuff, so okay. the alien can't stay in him. My apologies. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Now. Uh huh.
0: Um so she leaves in a car to escape with Constantine, leaving the monster behind to fight the bat, to fight the bad guards who have guns
1: and shoot the thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then,
1: then we see Constantine like spitting out blood because yeah, he's affected.
0: Anything that happens to the thing happens to Constantine. So now we got,
1: you know, he's he's in dire duress. Um i don't I'm always confused by movies that do this where it's like, oh, he's feeling what the monster's feeling like when it has a connection he is here it's it's the movie slamming you in the face with he is a monster,
0: he's both a hero and a monster. You can't be one without being
1: the other sure, but like when it when the monster gets shot, he spits out blood like he's just shot. Always confuse me, like, well, what's happening there? Because there's no bullet wounds on his body, but he's still spitting out blood. Shut up! Like, is there a hole? Like, where's the trauma happening? Shut up! That's where. All right, it's happening in the shut up, Bryce. Can he just go like, oh, ow, ooh, ow, ouchie, ow, ooh? (laughs) Yeah. So the colonel
0: shows up to you know to you know sternly talk to Tatiana and. retain his hero that's so important to him and then he is this is the best scene in the whole movie he's he's the top of his head is just lopped right off yeah. by this thing
1: you get like the closest up you know version of what happens when yeah the monster eats the people it was badass um
0: and then uh vizhnikov uh, or uh constantine kills himself yeah. with the monster Inside. I wasn't it wasn't clear to me. What did it did it, it, it seemed it like it crawled went back, back inside. In inside yeah, him. It crawled back And inside. then she was telling him a lie, I guess. She's like it left. The monster's yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. here anymore, but he would know. He's already told her. Hey, I know this thing's inside me. I, we're copacetic, like we're simpatico. The answer is shut up, David. Yeah, okay. So, he kills himself with a gun, and then there's still 15 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. He did the responsible thing. It's pretty
1: uh pretty unsatisfying too cuz like it's not like the monster crawls out and tries to infect someone else, just like the be easily. No, it never tries to infect anyone else. You'd right. assume in this movie there'd be like a scene where the the two things that I would expect the ending to contain would be one, the monster has survived long enough and had a viable host long enough to where it can survive outside now. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't need it. Right. Without him. Or two, it infects someone else. I was expecting the whole time, we haven't even talked about this, but it keeps cutting back and forth to quote unquote, you know, supposedly Constantine's orphan son mm. yeah. in the orphanage. Yeah. And I was like, I had a Bryce called at moment. I'm like, the first time I saw that little kid, I was like, oh, the monster's going to Infect that kid and cure his, you know, his uh paralysis or whatever is going on with his with its legs. It's going to cure it. It's like that's the obvious route to take with this monster is like it will survive on in this little kid and the kid will be strong. That didn't happen. And that didn't happen. Nope. They just killed him. kill killed him. Some. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. Then Tatiana goes on to adopt this little kid. Mhm. So uh, uh Constantine's lost kid. Uh-huh. And as the kid is leaving the facility, the the woman one of the workers of the facility of this adoption of this uh, uh, orphanage says, "Goodbye, little boy. Be good, little boy." Mm-hmm. And the little boy goes, "I am not little boy. I am little girl." <laughs> <laughs> and uh then the, the movie kind of ends
1: okay I'm wondering if you got like what it was trying to do which is uh, uh-uh. possibly even dumber than you imagine mm. so throughout this whole movie it shows I thought it
0: was just the movie being like um You can't, uh,
1: you can't, don't assume my gender. No, it's dumber than that. It's much dumber. It's like, what? Uh, Why um, would it do this? So it shows this kid in the orphanage, like going back and forth for no real apparent reason other than to remind you that, um, Constantine has a kid in an orphanage. Mm. And the very last time you see that kid, um, is what you describe. Um, she's like, okay, bye, little boy. And she's like, no, I'm not little boy my name is Tatanya. titania yeah which is the main character of the film she's the protagonist right so that's her as a little girl but she's already there no when the child comes out to meet her that is constantine's son oh so we never actually saw Constantine's son the whole time. We were seeing her as a little girl in an orphanage because this makes so much more sense because that matters for some reason. And she had crippled legs. and Now she's a runner, I guess. And that's I don't know. Okay. I, I don't. Wow. Really? The most pointless twist. Like, that it doesn't a, add anything to it a, other than I guess she was an orphan and could. Everyone s- has
0: tar- hard times. It's look, it's hard for everyone.
1: Just everyone is in Soviet Russia is orphan all time. Well, I mean, it can't be fun in Soviet Russia. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, there you have it. I am officially moved down to a six. <laughs> it's
1: so dumb. Wow.
0: That's a, like that's right. a real reveal for me. Yeah. Y'all can call me stupid all you want. I think that that is a dumb... <laughs> that's a dumb... So, my biggest problem really is... That this the ending was just. First of all, that's dumb. Second of all, the alien
1: just died. Just dies. Yeah. I mean, there's no stakes. Okay, I guess we. I guess everyone's dead. That's that. And she adopts. I'm irritated now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm almost. Dumping it down to a five or four. <laughs> oh so, a final
0: final recommendation. We just shat on this movie. I did not have a bad time watching this movie,
1: though. No, it's not. It's not
0: bad. It's just. A, it just doesn't stand up to critical analysis. It's
1: pretty slow too. Yeah, it it's is. Not super excited. It is two
0: hours long. It's
1: hundred. It's one hour and fifty
0: four minutes long. So, if, my final recommendation for this is if you enjoy horror that doesn't try too hard to scare you, instead focusing on intriguing you. This is for you uh it is a thriller with a monster, and the morality play makes it an interesting discussion piece. It is interesting to discuss. I'll give it that, yeah, especially and- in the context of its Russian roots
1: yeah, if you like these alien infection movies, this is like right up your alley. It's a really good version of that yeah um so you know the movie... okay i it's, it's fine i've got a uh
0: i've got a i've got a better suggestion for you mm. um oh I'm trying to remember. Uh the name of it. Uh Okay. Well I got a piece,
1: so you can you can look it up. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so the uh so I bet I, I wonder if I wonder if you'll like this one. District
1: nine. Oh yeah, District Nine is fantastic. Isn't it? It got so much hate.
0: No. Yeah. People love that movie. I, I don't think so, man. District nine blew me away. That was a Peter Jackson produced movie.
1: Um yeah, I mean, um, the one that people shit on was this kind Chaffey. of sequel which was um Elysium.
0: Elysium was
1: a a sequel to District
0: yeah. 9, wasn't it? I can't
1: how can you the hate prawns. on How can you hate on District 9? That was a great movie. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good sci-fi thriller. Mm, yeah. Um, anyway, really great alien infection movie. Yeah, it is. And yeah. they don't have the prison Do they have, Yeah, do they have the prison Cell where it's a giant window, and then oh, they trying to think if they do, yeah. I think they, do. I think they do, yeah. I gotta go at back least and like watch a testing movie. chamber.
0: I gotta go back and watch that movie. That was a lot of fun, yeah. It was a big action, a lot of action.
1: That's another really good, um, I guess it wasn't really found footage, it was documentary style, yeah. It was, it was, it was great, uh, you That's know. That's like the most interesting treatment of an alien invasion or alien, like it's literally just treating it as, oh, these are illegal aliens, right. Like, they're just a burden on society. Right. And no one likes them. And everyone's, like, condescending to these aliens that have obviously super, super advanced technology.
0: (laughs) You know, people, when people think Peter Jackson, they think Lord of the Rings, obviously. But, you know, bad taste, um, uh, brain dead. District Nine, Mm -hmm. even though he only produced District Nine, it has a feel that is very non Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson, Uh which is like this objective, like, like, yeah, gritty humanity to everything that's just like very matter of fact and also uh, kind of comedy mixed with
1: sadness. Yeah. Like, uh, have you. Yeah, kind of satire. Kind satire, of yes, Have yes. you Have you seen Elysium or Chappie? I haven't seen yeah, either I, one of I those. I've seen Elysium and Chappie. Elysium, kind of a nothing movie. It's, it's not a lot there. I wish they didn't cast Matt Damon. The, yeah. It's like the least interesting person that I want to watch in that movie. Right.
0: Yeah, it felt... Yeah, it did. It was... I mean, it was It was whatever. Yeah.
1: It, it,
0: I, I was so excited, I remember, to watch it, and I watched it in theaters, because because it was like mm-hmm. loosely tied to District Nine, and it just didn't have much to do at all right. with that. Yeah, um, did it even have the prawns in it? Did it even have like the I don't list? think so. No, huh. and Chappie, I mean, it was fun enough. It was it was an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Ch- I don't know if Chappie was actually tied to it other than. The- Uh, I mean I guess I don't know these are movies that were that were supposed to be based around South Africa so Mm -hmm. that's I think it's close to (laughs) this and they're sci-fi
1: yeah so I don't
0: know anyway uh, so do you have any final recommendations
1: for this Um, yeah I think I already said just if you're into alien um, infection movies yeah yeah. Um, so with that
0: let's get into taglines (laughs) Here's taglines <laughs> Taglines is a little bit where we come up with alternate taglines that are funny, stupid, cringy mm. uh, for, for the movie we just watched. So with that, here is my first tagline. Sputnik.
1: Excuse me, did something crawl down your throat and die? It didn't die. <laughs> wow. Wow. Bravo.
0: <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Here it is again.
1: Excuse me, did something crawl down your throat and die?
0: It didn't die. <laughs> There's Barney Gumble. God damn. How apropos is that? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's Barney Gumble's short film. Mm. Finn.
1: <laughs> uh, Sputnik. In communist Russia, you shoot you. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Wait a
0: minute. In Soviet Russia, alien drives you.
1: <laughs> That's literally my second tagline. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sputnik, the biggest twist doesn't matter. Oh man, it doesn't matter at all. No,
0: it it, it upset me how much it mm-hmm. didn't matter. Okay, uh, Sputnik.
1: Excuse me, did something crawl down your throat and die? <laughs>
0: it didn't die! Sorry, that's not correct. Bryce, you, uh. <laughs> You're doing it again, which is also genius. No, I'm sorry. Oh, here it is. Here here we go.
1: Check the flavor of the rhythm of my throat. And while I get a chance here, let me clear my throat. Oh! Have mercy, babe. Ha! I hope you don't die.
0: Let me clear my throat.
1: Ah ha ah, ah. <laughs> Uh, we'll get flagged um, so Sputnik don't lose your head <laughs> yeah everybody does lose their head in yeah. this. do you have any more? I have one more okay, do you have another ahead. one? no that's all okay. I got Sputnik the only thing to fear is fears oh. Oh. alright I should have just stopped when I was behind
0: well on that <laughs> note it is definitely time to stop horror movie talk for this week um, we sure do thank you guys for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to subscribe. Like I said earlier, we release new episodes every single Wednesday. If you'd like to keep us afloat, you can do so by supporting us on Patreon. You can also do so by going to our website, com, clicking through the link that leads to Amazon at the top of the page. It's green. And doing all your Amazon shopping after clicking that link, bookmark it. And uh, use it every time you buy stuff on Amazon. And a little bit of that will go to us. Of course, support our sponsors because they support us. And, um, uh, you know, support Dustin Goebel because he's, he's just an angel. He's the man. With no wings. And, uh, and so with that, if you'd like to give us a call to our voicemail line, do so by calling 682-253-4468. We love you so much and hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.